Hey friends, welcome back to Stansable Part 6, the final chapter. For now, I am your co-host, Thor McCarthy. And I am your other co-host, Dylan Kirsten. This week we'll be hearing from our friend Carson. Carson is a part-time psychology student, a full-time mom, and loves some old-time rock and roll. It's going to be a bumpy ride, so hold on to your suspenders, because it's story time. It's always fun fest in my heart. It's always fun fest to me. Um, and essentially, me and a coworker that I was friends with uh, got off of work early unexpectedly. Um, our boss let us uh, go because it wasn't very busy. It was raining. It was December first, two thousand thirteen. So, um, and my coworker was grounded. <laughs> And he wasn't allowed to use his car unless he was going to or from work. So I had this brilliant idea to, uh, it was like, hey, you aren't, you're not supposed to be home for a while. Like, why don't we go drive around since you're grounded? Like, your parents aren't expecting you to have the car back for a couple hours. And um, so we were just driving around and we went and got sheets and he was like, oh, do you want to go home? I was like, oh, do you want to go back home? And he was like, no, let's keep driving around. Wait, just a quick interjection, just in case people don't know what Sheets is. It's a gas station restaurant, not just um, bed sheets. <laughs> uh, thanks, Dylan. That was very, very necessary. Um, keep going. So, driving around, and... It wasn't like super, it wasn't snowy or anything. It was raining and uh, we were driving back roads uh, like through Deer Lakes Park and past that and ended up uh, getting into a major car accident. Um, he lost control of the car and I got ejected mm. 50 feet outside, out of the passenger side window. Um, was it winter? Oh yeah, it was. Was it snowy at that point? Summer first. Snowing. It was kind of a warm day, actually, um, for December, mm. uh, surprisingly enough. But um, so we basically we hit a cliffside on the one side, and the car flipped, mm. and I went out the passenger side window as the car was flipping. Um, I had unbuckled my seatbelt like two minutes before to take off my jacket because I felt really hot. Mm. And um, basically they said that that saved my life because I would have been crushed on impact if mm. I would have been in the car. Mm. Wow. Um, so crazy enough that I landed on the other side of the road in between a cross and a guardian angel mm. um, where somebody had died before. Apparently uh, we hit this mailbox and this lady's mailbox has been hit like Multiple times. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bad road to be on. But uh, 
tell this part of the story very often, so inside scoop. Um, I kind of had this like crazy out-of-body experience where I was looking at the scene of the car accident from the other side of the road and could see me laying there. Hmm. And it was just like the craziest thing in the world. I don't tell everyone that because it just... I feel like some people wouldn't believe it, mm-hmm. but, um, and then it's just like, I heard this voice just say, I have never left you. You left me. And, um, at that point I was kind of like this crazy wild child who like was anti-religion, anti-everything. It was just like against all rules and anything systematic ever. Um, so it was kind of this thing because my whole life I had felt like I was missing something and I had been like rejected and like all this stuff. And it was just like, I consider that the audible voice of God just saying like, Hey, I've never left you. I have always been here for you. Um, and it's funny because I woke up on the side of the road and I just like, I remember feeling so happy and People are like, that's, like, I always say, like, that was one of the happiest days of my life, even though I almost died. Wow. Um, so, I woke up on the side of the road, and the first thing I, I told my friend, I was like, you need to call my mom, like, now. <laughs> and it's crazy. Um, your friend was, like, he was all right? Like, what happened? Yeah, he didn't have any, he had, he needed two stitches in his face. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that's yeah. it. Um, so crazy enough, he was perfectly fine. The only damage really was to my side of the car. Um, my side was what hit first mm-hmm. and was what got crushed when the car rolled over. So um, he was fine. And at that point, somebody had pulled over and they had saw that we were in this car accident and was also there because his phone was broken. Mine was like in a ditch somewhere. Um, and I was like, you need to call my mom right now because she is going to freak out when I don't show up at home, like what I'm supposed to. And, um, so I called my mom and he called my mom. So I don't know how that conversation went. And, um, finally an ambulance showed up and, um, basically I was just like laying in a giant pool of my own blood. And when the ambulance, uh, later found out that the person the fire chief showed up first, and he is actually a friend of my family's, um, crazy enough. And later, um, it was revealed to us that he had called his mom and just said, I don't even think she's going to make it to the hospital. Hmm. Like, it just looks oh, wow. so bad. Um, and I got to the hospital. So, so sorry. Um, so you were just laying on the road, not because you, like, decided to to you know be still but like you couldn't move or I could not move. Wow. Yeah. Um I don't remember feeling like any pain at that point. I just remember feeling freezing and that like the only thing I could do was I remember wiggling my fingers and toes and going, Okay, I'm not paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not paralyzed. And like just thinking that in my head and I'm like, okay, so it could be worse, but stay still just in case. <laughs> And I couldn't move, so it didn't really make a difference. I was face down in the, like, my face was facing down into the road. Um, And half 
my body was like off the road and there was a ditch like down into the side so I could have ended up like down in this ditch and thankfully I didn't um but I like showed up at the hospital and uh they did all these scans and stuff a lot of people didn't know I was in a car accident the month before and got a major concussion Hmm. um and they did all these scans and like did all these tests and the doctors were just in awe of the fact that like I had a broken um, talus, there's a bone in your ankle called um, a talus, and then I broke my pelvis, um, and, like, I had, I almost lost an ear, and just, like, crazy things, but nothing major, like, I didn't have any, like, injuries to my back, well, the the pelvis was a little bit major, but nothing, like, life-threatening, like, no organ damage, no, like, major gashes that were bleeding out. I didn't need surgery. Like, mm-hmm. just the craziest thing for being thrown out of a car, one, surviving that, but also just, like, uh, coming out of it with fairly minimal injuries for the situation. And um, I remember the doctor saying, like, you are the happiest person I've ever seen in trauma. And it, it just felt like all of a sudden my life was, like, right. Like, it felt like I had been missing this piece of my life for so long. And, like, all of a sudden, like, God, like, spoke it to me. And I felt like I was accepted and loved. And, like, no matter what was happening, I was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, and then the process started of, like, I was in a hospital bed for six months. I was in a wheelchair for quite some time. I had to, um, I had to do physical therapy. I had to learn to walk again after I'd broken my pelvis. Um, they had actually popped it back into place, um, outside. They did it, like, while I didn't have any pain medicine or anything because they were like, um, we don't want to give you pain medicine, and then you go into shock. Wow. Um, crazy painful, but just, like, blessed beyond belief that I didn't have to, um, like, have surgery or anything like that. And then they did scans of my brain, and they ran concussion tests, and... They said, it's the craziest thing. It's almost like your brain got hit and it reversed the trauma that it previously had. Um, I had had several concussions, so I all of the scores they compare them to, and uh, they said they're better than we've ever seen them. No way. <laughs> wow. And it felt like such a physical representation of how my life was at that moment. Like, all of a sudden my whole life was better than it had ever been, even though my body was <laughs> physically worst than yeah. it had ever been. So. Wow. How long um, until you were out of the hospital, and then how long was, like, the longer recovery period? So I was in the ICU for, oh, gosh, uh, like, 10 days. It was just over a week, and then um, they wanted to send me to a 
nursing care facility because I couldn't walk. So, and my house has like steps, my parents' house has steps, so I wouldn't have been able to get out if there was a fire. So basically, I had to have somebody sitting with me 24 hours a day at my house. So people babysat me for six months. Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy. I still have some residual effects from the hip and the ankle. Uh, but yeah, nothing's too crazy. It, and that, that whole situation led to the life I have now. So after that, I started going to the table. For those of you who don't know, that's a young adult small group that is run by Riverside Community Church. Um, and started going there, and then that's where I met my husband, and then we are now married and have two kids. Um, so I contribute that moment in my life to like everything that has happened since then. Sorry, that was my cat. <laughs> um, wow, yeah, that's that's crazy. the The thing that like really strikes me from the story is that, like, it's it is this um, like tragic accident, and it's you know traumatic, and it's like a near death experience. But it doesn't like it's that's not all that it is. It's actually somehow this like very positive moment in your life, um, and that's a very uh, like unexpected uh, twist on a story of, of, you know, almost dying in a car accident. Yeah. Um, I think that's honestly, like I say, that was like one of the happiest days of my life just because it had been just the turning point of my life to like turn my life around. Um, so yeah, I think people think that's so crazy because when people are like, oh, you were in that accident, like, that's so horrible. And I'm like, actually, it was great. <laughs> wow. That's that's really a, a strong witness. Um, Dylan, did you have uh, other, like, themes or, or thoughts or ideas that you uh, thought would be worth examining from the story? Not really. <laughs> I, think, I think your idea and what's been conveyed by Carson is pretty um straightforward and summarizes the the notion of the story well all right cool well i guess we'll um search for some some poetry that that reflects on that um carson did you have any uh, other thoughts or or continuations of the story or is that kind of wrap it up yeah thanks so much for sharing your story for uh sharing it with all of our, our wide, broad listenership. <laughs> and uh, I hope that they uh, learned something and were, were moved by hearing your story. Thanks, Carson. Awesome. All right, we'll be back in a few after a word from our sponsors. Today's episode brought to you by the little table inside your pizza box. I literally just found out this week what they were actually for. I can't believe I never knew that they keep the pizza box from getting squashed when you stack several boxes on top of each other. Like, what a brilliant invention. The little table thing inside your pizza box. Anyway, that's our sponsor. And by Shrek 5, Ogre Easy. Watch as your favorite ogre learns how to make an egg for an hour and a half while his wife Fiona is out making money for the family and supporting the children. In theaters, January 2020.
Upon further review, we have selected two poems that together encapsulate the theme of Carson's story. Uh, one deals with the immense weight of a scary situation, and the second poem deals with a hope that goes beyond our usual understanding. So here is Storm and Hope by Emma Lazarus. Serene was morning with clear, winnowed air. But threatening soon, the low, blue mass of cloud rose in the west, with mutterings faint and rare at first, but waxing frequent and more loud. Thick, sultry mists the distant hilltop shroud. The sunshine dies. Athwart black skies of lead flash noiselessly thin threads of lightning red. Breathless, the earth seems waiting some wild blow, dreaded, but far too close to ward or shun. Scared birds aloft fly aimless, and below, naught stirs in fields whence light and life are gone, save floating leaves with wisps of straw and down upon the heavy air neath blue-black skies, livid and yellow the green landscape lies. And all the while the dreadful thunder breaks within the hollow circle of the hills. With gathering might that angry echoes wakes. And earth and heaven with unused clamor fills. Overhead still flame those strange electric thrills. A moment more, behold, yon bolt struck home. And over ruined fields the storm hath come. Her languid pulses thrill with sudden hope that will not be forgot nor cast aside. And life in statelier vistas seems to ope, illimitably lofty, long, and wide. What does she know? She is subdued and mild, quiet and docile as a weaned child. If grief came in such unimagined wise, how may joy dawn? In what undreamed of hour may the light break with splendor of surprise, disclosing all the mercy and the power, a baseless hope, yet vivid, keen, and bright as the wild lightning in the starless night. She knows not whence it came, nor where it passed, but it revealed in one brief flash of flame a heaven so high, a world so rich and vast, that full of meek contrition and mute shame, in patience Silence, hopefully withdrawn, she bows her head and bides the certain dawn. Well, thanks for sticking with us through so many episodes. It's been really fun to record these and know that uh, you're going through it with us. Until we meet again.